Yeah, hi everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond Eight Figures. This is AJ, the journeyman entrepreneur with another Beyond Eight Figure episode for you. On the show, we talk with top entrepreneurs about the realities of building an eight-figure business, what success really means to them, and hear from them about some of their winning strategies and tactics. Tune in to each episode to learn how to grow your business beyond 10 million, and more importantly, create your own personal legacy. Yeah, everyone, welcome back. Today, we have the CEO and founder of Vices.com, Daniel Curtis, on the show. And before we start talking about Daniel, I just want to say I, this is not a promotion for the product. It's just I've been ordering the regular gift subscription from Vices.com. Vices.com is a corporate gift giving and sort of a high-end gift uh, subscription service. I'm going to massacre these things. But I've been getting it now for about six months and I'm in love with the products. It's a very highly curated selection of products and it's a wonderful experience. So today I'm really excited to be able to talk with Daniel about one, his background and, you know, he worked at Goldman Sachs and Rob Report. Now his family actually started his great grand, his grandfather, his grandfather started the Rob Report and he was part of the team that then sold the Rob Report a few years back. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting to talk about how he, what he learned, that experience. And, you know, those of us, many of us in the audience know the Rob Report and use it as very aspirational material, but it is truly a well put and very interesting, I mean, amazing editorial, not just, you know, talking about the billion thread count object of luxury du jour, but really in sort of the why Daniel is brought in to vices.com really shows his understanding of what made Rob Report so amazing. So we're going to even kind of talk into that passion that he brings to it and the importance of passion, especially in, you know, last year was such a huge supply chain issue with any type of product-led company and just the need to continue feeding that passion and focusing on growing that passion for himself as he had to consistently deal with issues and problems. If he didn't keep that passion alive, it was going to be too much. So that's a really interesting thing as we look to our own situation and all the difficulties we have to deal with ongoing as entrepreneurs. So kind of constantly feeding sort of that reason of why we do this and turn into passion. Now, he's also going to talk about building the why with your team. And it's really kind of important because as you look at Vices.com, it is a very highly curated, highly select viewpoint of really luxury goods is not the right terminology, but an experience, a type of product experience, very unique products, uh, boutiques, small family businesses, stuff, things that you just are not going to find in your run of the mill. And it is so cool, but he talks about the need to make sure that that why permeates into his team because his team is the ones going out, finding the people, building the relationships, finding the right type of viewpoint. So if he's not focused and developing this why, then his team can't do that. So, you know, he talks about, like a good quote from him is, bringing on people that can really fly on their own 
and bring strength and ideas that you don't have and fit into that why. So it's kind of cool to you know think about as we grow our own businesses, how to bring in people who can fly on their own, love that phrase, and make it into their own. So look, I love what Daniel's doing with Vices.com. So I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation where I recorded with him. So enjoy the conversation and uh, talk to you soon. Hello, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here and having this conversation. I'm glad you're even awake because I think when I had my third child about a month in, I was barely functioning. So you're doing much better than I ever did back in the day. Well, I'm definitely uh, running high on adrenaline, uh, <laughs> coffee, but uh, yeah, brand new baby at home. And uh, he's, he's got a, an older brother and older sister. So life has been full to say the least. <laughs> yes, full is one way of saying that. Well, you know, with such a full life, where do you see yourself as an entrepreneur these days? So I'm now in, I think, year seven of having spun out of family business and stepping out truly on my own. I see myself still in the early stages of my own entrepreneurial journey, but I've definitely had you know, the happy pleasure of learning a lot of lessons the hard way already. And uh, I think I, I've now basically figured out that I like being an entrepreneur and that I would never have it any other way. And it's been a pretty incredible journey so far. And I have big dreams and big plans of where I want to take my, my current business and uh, the other things that I'd love to launch in the future. So I'm in some ways, I'm just getting started, but I'm also very proud of what we've uh, accomplished with, with what we're doing now. Yeah, I mean, I was just mentioning to the audience before you joined just how fun they are. I mean, my first package, I got this beautiful Australian uh, whiskey that I was really kind of amazed. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I know you, I've lived in Spain, so you know, you know, everywhere you go, there is going to be a whiskey, especially these days. But it was really, really nice. And then the last one, um, a gold-plated, um, and I'm going to sip. And my children love that. And it's like, it's become such a cool, fun thing for them. If you're going to subscribe to something where you're going to trust someone like us to curate for you, to introduce something to you. And our job is to surprise and delight, over deliver and uh, give you kind of an aha moment. Something where, you know, you wouldn't have necessarily selected this for yourself. You wouldn't have thought of Australian whiskey as the base to your Manhattan. but the fact that we have this awesome team of people who spend their lives uh, looking for things that are going to make even the person who's seen it all. I mean, I know you've, you've, been, you've traveled, you've uh, talked to a million fascinating people. We, we are always looking for like, what's the kind of thing that is going to make this person smile that they haven't seen before, expand their horizons. And so far, I think you guys are doing a really great job. And I know that's something you guys are trying to expand because we had chatted about a little previously, just how you're also expanding a lot into sort of the corporate gifting. I know that's something that's always hard for a lot of companies to get right. And how is this an expansion of what you guys are doing? We've kind of along the way over, over the years found that we have a special kind of magic. And I think as leader of this company, my job is really hone the purpose of what this company is and find the best ways to apply it. Uh, so we started our luxury subscription box vices as a new way to tell stories to people who 
had an interest in discovering the coolest stuff in the world. Uh, you know, we were magazine publishers, and so we would tell luxury stories. And so at first, I wanted to find a way to make that magazine editorial experience more experiential. And so the subscription box was a way of like, how do we get that next generation of luxury consumer to really pay attention to this content? Now the magazines, it's not the, the first place that people go to get, to get their content anymore. And so we took our storytelling, our editorial process and put that to the gift box market. And we've had great success creating what I, I feel strongly is uh, a very special and thoughtful and beautiful discovery experience with our subscription boxes. And along the way, we kept having our members come to us and say, this is amazing. I, you know, our, our members are, they're leaders of companies. They run law firms, they're in the entertainment field. And so we have studio execs or members who then want to gift their entire cast of crew for a show of, of a box. And so they come to us saying, we want this as a gift. And it just kept coming as a pull from our members that we realized that part of our purpose is delivering that next level gift experience. And it's really hard to find a gift that's going to make an impression with the kind of person who's seen it all. Um, I mean, it, especially if you're gifting a high net worth individual, what, you know, what, what can you give somebody who flies privately, who travels around the world uh, that's not going to get just lost or that isn't going to seem silly. And the fact that we curate our gift boxes as an experience, it's more than just stuff in a box and it's really high quality items and designed to be things that even that person might not have found themselves makes it a really effective gift. So we've now expanded our company. We really have kind of two sides. We have our discovery side of the business for our subscribers who love to get our surprise gift boxes and be introduced to wonderful things like the the spaghetti lungo and the uh, the pasta kit that you described and the whiskey and decanter experience uh, but the other uh, side of things is we have companies ranging from you know cadillac to the los angeles rams that also have vips that they want to gift for and they want to have an expression of their own brand in that gift box and so what we realize is it's a really good application of that special sauce that we created where we've got a curation team where we thoughtfully curate really wonderful products. We have an amazing packaging design and production team and we have yeah, the, the box. So beautiful. Center. Yeah. So it was almost like a natural extension of, we don't need to just do this for ourselves and our community. We can open up these services for uh, the wider community, which was, a very important pivot for our business um, that really enhanced what this company was rather than, you know, changing its, its focus. It, it opened us up to a tremendous increase in business. Cool. Now the curation, I think that, you know, that special sauce of building the creation, that team, is that out there on the West coast with you or the, you know, where is your team located on the, where do you find your curators? Yeah. We're our, our team is uh, split predominantly between Los Angeles, where I'm now based, and New York, where I, I was previously. And we have curators on both coasts. We also have amazing relationships with uh, people who are in the editorial world. Again, we, we came from the media world. Uh, the people that we met through publishing Rob Report Magazine and our other associated titles, we, we've got a great network of people who are some of the first to, to hear about 
the coolest stuff in the world when it, it's released. So we've uh, stayed very close with a number of uh, editors who also contribute to uh, the content that goes in our boxes. We actually produce a magazine that goes with our boxes that tells the story of what you're going to experience. And so those writers are always giving us tips. And I mean, this is a, a labor of love for me. I, I'm an adventurer. I love to travel. And anytime I'm, I'm somewhere new and I see something that's special, I'm, I'm looking at who makes it. I'm talking to you know the restaurant. Where do you where do you supply? You get wh who are your suppliers for these really cool things, and it ends up becoming just part of our nature. Always looking and seeing what is unique and interesting. Uh, but our team is extremely talented, and uh, they travel frequently. And this is the way that they live. Always keeping their eyes open. And then you know, bringing it back to your you know focus on that overall brand of just. You know, really delighting that specific type of customer, I think is very, very cool. It's a very, it's a very tough thing to develop consistently. You know, I've seen and I've been investors in some really cool early fab.com, <laughs> unfortunately, did amazing and then just sort of lost the train of where they were going. So to be able to do this on a consistent manner, is a lot more difficult than it kind of comes across. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. and then too often. It's like, you know, we're, we're sourcing product from all around the world. And the last couple of years, the whole process of procuring beautiful handcrafted products uh, from countries around the world, getting them to our, full, uh, our warehouse in Los Angeles, beautifully packaging them and getting them to the end consumer all within one of the most challenging supply chain moments that in, in recent decades, uh, there are there are challenges there. We've had to be on our toes constantly with uh, how things have had to move around, and uh, you know making sure that we're we're fulfilling and delivering uh, at the full promise that we're making to our members uh, with so many different supply chain issues that keep coming at us. But the thing is, you know the there's been no shortage of, you know, discovery and wonderful things out there. Um, we really find the people world is like, a vast place. Yeah. And people keep saying, he's like, how do you guys keep coming up with all these cool new things to put in the, in the box? And just there, there's a big world of people who are making wonderful things and there's a lot to discover. Yeah. I mean, that I think was one of the things I really loved about the box was it really felt like having just moved back from Europe, where, yeah, Spain has its own kind of colloquialism and there was a lot, but you were part of Europe. Here, sometimes it's like you have, I can find 20 billion Chick-fil-A's and all that other stuff. But to find something really good and something different, it takes almost extra work. You know, the basics are all there. So it's like, that was, that was really nice as someone who has lived abroad and being like, oh my God, check this out, this Italian it really felt as if they were coming from a place, not just a pasta, a sauce, a, yeah, X. Yeah, and, that, and that's, we, we curate every box with love and it's, there has to be a why behind the box. Um, and if and you're, you've lived abroad, you're somebody who has a traveler's heart. We wanna give you a little bit of that experience, even if you're kind of working at home on Zoom most days, like giving you a little bit of that, like that, that feeling of you just walking to somewhere special and you've met somebody really interesting. Um, and so we, we put a lot of heart into 
what goes into the box, the way that it's presented so that it, it has the, rever the reverence for the people that make it. And, uh, you know, packaging is important. Presentation is really important for that impression that it makes when you, you unbox something. And then making sure that we're, we're really telling the stories of the people that made these things, uh, which is a huge part of luxury. I mean, I've, I've had the privilege of, you know, growing up within... I had the privilege of growing up within, you know, Rob Report, the, the luxury, the leading luxury lifestyle magazine, where I, I was able to be a student in what luxury actually is and understanding how products are made, who's making them, how they impact their own communities is a huge part of what makes a, a product a luxury product. And so we have to tell that story uh, appropriately so that you know how special this thing is that you receive. Well, I mean, telling a strong, coherent story incorporating these very vast distribution networks, the growing size of the business, all of this, that is an extremely complex, you know, from, you know, a business person, you know, as an entrepreneur, you say, oh yeah, we did this. But the reality is there's 20 million things that kind of happen under, you know, your ability to do this. This is a highly complex, highly difficult, you know, style of business, but that kind of makes it so cool at the same time, what are you doing to help you deal with this increasing complexity now as you start you know, expanding? Well, you know, key thing is, and I know a lot of people that uh, you've spoken with on the show in the past, it's always about hiring for your blind spots, making sure that you are bringing in talent and recognizing where your personal strengths are and where your weaknesses are. So a huge part about it is bringing on the people to the team that really can fly on their own and that brings strengths and ideas that you don't have. Uh, we have a, a creative director. I, I love to be involved in the creative process, but our creative director is a phenomenal artist and thinks about things in the way of presenting things that I never would have. And uh, everything is always done perfectly the, the first time. And when you have those kinds of people on the team, it, it really changes the way that the organization operates. Uh, with that said, we're still in a, a pretty young stage of the business and we have vast dreams. We have a lot that we want to accomplish. Uh, we have a tremendous amount that we, we still need to work out and, uh, and, and figure out how, you know, in the future, the supply chain challenges that we faced in the last 18 months, two years, they've now been, uh, that pressure has been decreasing, but now we have to look forward and say, okay, with all the things that happen now, how do we, how do we make sure that that, that never happens again? Um, how do we mitigate this so that um, we can always protect our customers from those pressures that we might have? How are we going to rethink, uh, you know, certain types of cost structures when, you know, our packaging cost is dramatically increasing in the new realities, but not wanting to pass along that, that increase to our customers. Um, so there's a lot of things that we need to, to constantly figure out from a, a stand, you know, a standard operating, uh, as a company that's operating at, at its best. But I think the, the biggest thing is about, you know, prioritization, because there's so much opportunity with a company like this. We have so much exposure to really great, types of businesses and our customers are such unique, valuable people to engage with. So for us, it's about what are the right steps to make now and what are the plans that we should be making in order for us to be maximizing the value that we have for our customers, that we have for our vendors uh, and making this the most 
you know, powerful and value, valuable company that we possibly can be. Yeah, because that client base, the client base you've worked very hard to develop is a very difficult, yeah, it's a very difficult audience in general. Yeah, it's a very lucrative, but at the same time, it is highly complex and highly difficult to satisfy. So building it up really increases your long-term value to what you guys can do. So what are some of the things you would like to kind of go in? You had said there were some things on your back burner that you were thinking about going. Where would you like to go with this? Well, there's a few things that um, are very much, you know, immediate priorities where one is we are currently really just serving the United States and uh, U.S. is a big market and there's still plenty of room to grow within the U.S., but it is it has been a, a priority of ours to expand internationally and we're looking at opening up what we do uh, to the UK and Europe, to, to Southeast Asia and beyond in the next, in the coming years. And that also, you know, op opening up international uh, markets for customers also will increase what we can uh, do is finding more and more things for the box for customers here. So expanding internationally is a big priority for us and further reinforcing what we're doing on the gifting side of things, which is relatively new. We, only in the last couple of years really realized that we are we are a gifting company and part of our purpose is delivering the absolute best gift box experience that exists and it's been a fast growing part of our business but it has a tremendous amount of growth it's a huge market the corporate gifting market is massive uh, and we're just scratching the surface and you know i'm very proud that we're already working with some of the most exciting companies you know in the world as their gift box partner but uh, we need to build infrastructure to grow this a thousandfold uh, because that that opportunity is there one of the things that we've kind of always protected is with our, our direct-to-consumer side of our business we, we've never wanted to try to be everything to everyone you know there's birch boxes out there there's uh or, or say a big subscription box companies that do a good job of appealing to a broad base. We, we have always been very focused on appealing to a discerning, uh, successful, hard to please type of customer. And that, that means that we don't need to, we don't need to scale our memberships into the millions to be powerful and valuable. So our focus is on making sure that we, deepen that relationship with that very important, very valuable customer base that we do have with Vices, uh, with our Rarity Club subscription, our Iconic Wine Club, and, you know, having an even more engaging experience for them. And then with the, the B2B side of our business, our custom gift box of services, that's infinitely scalable. And both sides of the business fuel each other. So we really want to build more and more infrastructure around that, that, that corporate side. Uh, and then keep optimizing, strengthening, making our memberships even more special. And I'd love to bring a lot more of that editorial magic that we've done in the past on, on a larger scale. Again, I had the privilege of growing up within Rob Report magazine. Yeah. And, and I'd, I'd like, I, I think that there is a, an opening in the market for a, a fresh voice of, of luxury editorial. And we do that in a certain way with our, our boxes and our content that we do there. Uh, but I want to do more to celebrate the brands and people that are doing things at the highest levels and 
uh, shine a light there. And, and I think that there is an opening and a need for a new editorial brand that 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 we that we want to launch within this company. Now that's kind of that is really cool because yeah, I do love just how unique and how true each of the items are. Would you also consider helping some of these amazing brands also help you know them because some of these have great markets but are local. They don't have a global footprint and they would do incredibly well in the expanded marketplace. Do you ever look to do that? Or is that just down the road <laughs> another? Yeah, well, it, we, it, a huge part of what, what we offer as a company, um, the products that you will discover in your box, you mentioned, you know, Starwood Whiskey, uh, the yeah. Australian single malt. You know, our job is to tell their story to the people that are going to be game changing for, for them introduce them to the right type of, of customers. And we've done that time and time again with our boxes about uh, showcasing the brands that are, are worth the attention of this special customer. And in some cases uh, we do have, uh, we have a uh, an e-commerce store where there are certain things that you can, um, you can purchase more of. Uh, we have a, a shop called vicesgifting.com and uh, we have a members a shop called vicesreserve.com where you know that's kind of the early development that we have of our marketplace but again it comes down to that the decision of where where are we best applying our magic and our resources as a company uh, there's a lot that we can definitely do in the marketplace uh, area how we manage our internal resources of focusing on you know the subscription side of the business the corporate gifting and then the e-commerce marketplace as well you know, that's been kind of a, an internal, ongoing internal conversation of where are we best putting our resources uh, of what we should really be developing right now and pushing right now. Is it more, I'm going to just make, is it more because you're self-funding this and you, you growing from internal resources, you know, from basically you know, you kill, you know, using what you kill to grow here? 100%. We've, we've bootstrapped this business and I, you know, have a great set of friends and family investors that when we spun this out of Rob Report originally, we were able to create something that has turned into a, a business that we're proud of, an eight-figure business. But now that we look at how we're going to get to be a you know, nine-figure business, um, that, that is definitely something where we, we're looking at the right way. It might, it might be time to, uh, to do a Series A and, and turn on the growth a bit more quickly uh, because there's, there's so much that we can do. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would love to hear more about that if that comes up to the case, because I do think you have a really sweet product with a really nice market. I think it's a nice mix. So I think that, you know, definitely would be interested in seeing if you are going out there, what you're doing on that. Yeah, of course, now we, uh, we, we were, we were close to kicking it off. And then of course, we're, we're now in a, a unique market moment. So, uh, but we'll, <laughs> what's we'll, the next yeah, uh, shoe to drop? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, depending on who you're talking to, we're, uh, either stepping into a very bright, a bright year ahead or, you know, a few years of, you know, some, some bumps in the road, but part of, you know, how we're operating the business. And I think not that we intended to do it this way. Um, the fact that we didn't raise a whole bunch of money right away 
uh, you know, go to a, a big VC and um, raise crazy money and crazy valuations uh, off the bat, it made us operate the company as a lean and you know effective company, and we didn't burn through a lot of a lot of money in a way that it created problems for us. So that um, retrospectively, uh, I'm grateful that we we had to fight tooth and nail to get to this point um, because it puts us in a much stronger position as we try to get to the next point. That is impressive, and it's very difficult to do, and it's much harder. But having bootstrap businesses. It is so much of a better feeling when you have done it. Though, yes, the early stages suck. <laughs> they just yeah, suck. I mean, you know, but it is. Be, uh, yeah. It's never going to be undercapitalized. And uh, there's always going to be more surprises than you think there are going to be. And then you also have changing market conditions where uh, we're predominantly an e-commerce-based business. And like any other business that was... Uh, predominantly e-commerce direct to consumer, uh, you know, Facebook was a huge part of, of our marketing strategy for a number of years. And with a number of changes that happened over the last couple of years, the viability of that as a, an advertising channel um, really shifted for us, which is part of what prompted our foray into B2B. And when we just saw where can, where do you go for the company? being more thoughtful on return on investment with ad spend if you are a, a bootstrapped, you know, a small company. And you can so more directly control your destiny. Yeah. Exactly. So. No, exactly. So then at some levels, it's focused us on, forced us to make smarter choices and be more thoughtful about how we uh, implement ad spend um, and not just burn money because we have no choice but to, to show growth in numbers. Uh, but the other you know, side of it is it does really, you know, force you to have to really grind and really look for those new customers, especially if you have a customer base like ours, which are not the easiest to find. No, that is very, very true. Given how much you've put in from bootstrapping this coming from a family business, given the size of this overall marketplace, what is success as an entrepreneur going to be like for you? What, how do you define success for you? You personally, not for vices, but for you. I put a very high premium on the value of work-life balance. What we do, I mean, delivering the coolest wine and spirits and uh, travel experiences to people's door, it's an expression of who I am. I mean, all these things are, I'm, I'm sending my favorite things out in the world and I'm sharing them with friends and friends that I haven't met. And so I... I'm so grateful that I've been able to create a business that supports uh, a life that I'm, I'm lucky to live. And so success for me, I think, is about really making this, this business that we have as powerful that it can be and as sustainable, making this company sustainable and as powerful it can be so it can lift up our employees, it can be even more effective for our partners and really deliver on the promise to our members. I, I want all everybody that works with, ever works with us to have been lifted up by that experience. Whether you're a vendor that's in a box or associated with something that we're doing, whether you're a corporate gifting partner, for people to think of us and have a real honest feeling like, wow, we're, we're better off have, having worked with Vices. We're better off with having worked with Daniel. That 
you know, that for me is, uh, is the most important thing. I want to create a business and a way of being an op- on- entrepreneur that is kind of guided, guided by love and guided by giving people a, a reason to uh, take a step back. A huge part of what we do is uh, celebrating the products and experiences that, that help people live in the moment. Um, and our voice is very much about, you know, authentic living, uh, t- putting your phone down, you know, real experiences where you're talking to somebody and uh, you're not just kind of like lost, lost in work, lost in your phone all the time. And I think that's, I think that's important. And we, we have a place that we can play and can, and, and launch more products that, that make people's lives better in a way where it's like, there's, there's nothing like the conversation you have with somebody over a great glass of wine, you know, with a, you know, a full belly and you're actually looking each other in the eye. And I, I love cigars. Uh, there's nothing quite like a, a cigar where if you're going to light up a cigar with somebody and sit down, it's like, I'm going to spend an actual hour with you at least. And yeah, you have let, to let the rest of the world pass us by. Like we're going to be, we're going to be in the moment together. I mean that I want, I want to bring more of that to the world. And I love the fact that with this business, we get to constantly engage with people who are crazy passionate about what they do, whether it is the tequila maker or that, that, that family cigar roller, the, you know, the, the artisan who's coming up with a, a new granola or somebody who's designing the, the sexiest sports car in the world. Like when you, when you work with these kinds of people, that's addicting people who absolutely love what they do. I'm very, uh, very addicted to making sure that I'm spending time with people who are interesting and passionate and thoughtful and that are doing really cool things themselves. That's very impressive. And so far I have been beyond impressed in what I've been able to experience in the boxes. So, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today, Dan. This was cool. I'm so can't wait to see what's in the next box and even more importantly, what you guys do down the road. Thank you so much for being here. We've got great stuff coming. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the chance. All right. This episode of Beyond Eight Figures is over, but your journey as an entrepreneur continues. So if we can help you with anything, please just let us know. And if you like this episode, please share it with someone who might learn from it. Until next time, keep growing and find the joy in your journey. This is AJ, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.